0: Hey, I'm Will Coleman. I'm a TV personality and a chef. And like normal people, I don't know how to make everything. I've been curious about how to make homemade chocolate. So if you're in New York City and want to teach me, hit me up.
1: I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that turns to highly skilled chefs and dedicated home cooks with a big question in mind. What is their one? The recipe that opened their minds and expanded their cooking toolkits. This week, we're raising a glass to kitchen exploration with Will Coleman. Will's a video host, recipe developer, writer, and the owner of a spice company called Bold by Will. He dreams of deeply comforting recipes for Food 52, The Today Show, Bon Appetit, and more. Will works on capturing the energy of both new and experienced home cooks and translates that into soon-to-be staple recipes. It's a reminder for us all not to get too stuck in our cooking ways. Will, it's great to have you. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
0: I'm happy to be here. This is one of my favorite podcasts in
1: food, so it's great to
0: be chatting with you.
1: Okay, already <laughs> already being way <laughs> too kind, way too sweet. <laughs> it's actually been a minute since we've had time to talk. I think the last time was when I was on your podcast. And <laughs> Many years had, ago. Many years ago. And now you've yes. been doing everything. I feel like I see you everywhere. You've been cooking on the Today Show. You've been contributing to Food 52. And you've also been launching a spice line. How has it been? How are you still staying sane? Yes, I am incredibly grateful to be touching
0: so many platforms and food right now. I get bored very easily, and I'm always looking for new ways to tell my story and reach new audiences. So to be able
1: to do just that is something that I couldn't be more grateful for. Always got to lead with gratitude. Yes. So how did you come to cooking, and how would you kind of describe your cooking style?
0: Yeah, so food has always been a part of my life. I feel like every chef says that, but I literally grew up at my grandmother's table watching the Food Network before going to school, eating grits and sausages and eggs and just watching Rachel Ray and Emeril do their thing Now I'm just happy to be in a space where I can create recipes that speak to my story and speak to where I want to go with food. My big thing with food is I want people to have fun. I want people to feel inspired through food. But the main thing is I want people to connect through food. I am always the person to host random dinner parties and invite friends over. And just connecting folks together through
1: Delicious, tasty food. (laughs) I love that. And hey, that is a huge win. Anyone that can get a crowd or a community to come through for a quick dinner, even if it's last minute, is someone you need to cherish. So Mm -hmm. you kind of mentioned this a little bit about, you know, getting bored and wanting to push people out of their comfort zones a little bit. But (laughs) where do you kind of look for, I don't know, cooking inspiration, a kind of little zhuzh when you're trying to mix things up? Absolutely. So all of my
0: recipes really start with me Looking back, I look back at the dishes that made me happiest during the most, I can say, greatest times. Um, And then when I want to pull something new to inspire these classic quintessential dishes within the Black culture, I go to simple things such as reading cookbooks. I love doing researching, and researching is also traveling. One of my mentors told me that the moments where you have breaks and you're just, quote-unquote, doing nothing— that's when you're going to find the biggest inspiration. And I have a very hard time with taking breaks. So a lot of my inspiration comes from actually doing nothing and going to restaurants and eating other people's food and traveling and reading cookbooks and watching TV and going on Instagram and TikTok. And just, um, I'm just always out on the look for inspiration.
1: Earlier, you had kind of mentioned how you had... First gotten introduced to food through all of these TV shows. Are you still kind of watching some of those TV shows? Have you found new ones? Or do you kind of consume other medias and get more out of those? Yeah. So my
0: parents are definitely a little bit better than me. I don't have cable at all. I, I don't think any millennial or Gen Come Z on, friend of mine cutter. has cable. <laughs> um definitely a core cutter over here. So a lot of the media that I'm consuming is on social, more long-form content that's can be found on YouTube. I'm also a big sucker for, like, competition shows as well, because competition shows is a space where they're inviting all these cooks and home cooks and chefs from all around the world where they can express, like, their biggest passions in a platform such as a competition show. Um, So you can catch me watching that sometimes. I need Um, names. I'm trying to get my favorite competition show right now that I'm like, I just got done crying from because it was so good. The big brunch. Ooh. Absolutely obsessed. It, it's fiery. People come in with like this passion that can't be found elsewhere. And dishes are just so personable to who they are. This is such a beautiful show to watch.
1: And, and that's the one on, I believe it was HBO Max. Ding, ding. That's hosted yes. by Dan Levy and Sola El Whaley and a few other people that are coming in and out. And it's judging people's different takes on brunch. Yes. It sounds like so much fun. Enough about other people. I want to hear a little bit more about you. So (laughs) let's do it. Will, what is your one recipe? My one recipe
0: is my brown butter mushroom udon noodles. It is something that, you know, it's it's, it's a little different from like the cultural take I usually go on and I didn't grow up eating this. It's not something my mom or grandma made. It's
1: something that I created and I really freaking love. Oh, I love that. You're not afraid to take a step outside of, you know, kind of what's familiar and what people may know you for from other recipes and say, hey, this is also me. So can you kind of walk me through how you make the recipe?
0: Absolutely. So I am using udon noodles for this dish. If you don't have that, you can use like linguine or something of that sort. But I love it because of the texture that it offers. So first thing I do is cook those off. You don't want to cook them too long because udon noodles can get really soggy very quickly. So you want to oh, cook those. And then once they're cooked, throw them into an ice bath just to stop that cooking. And then after that, you want to sear some mushrooms. I love this recipes so much because I love mushrooms. If you're looking to uh, step away from meat a little bit, or you want to just eat more veggies, mushrooms is a great tool to do just that. And there's so many types of varieties of mushrooms. So, all my recipes are very, very flexible, so this is the time where you can choose your favorite mushroom. And then you wanna just sear those babies in a nice amount of olive oil until golden brown, crispy. It's making you feel all the ways. So after those mushrooms are doing just that, take them out the pan, clean your pan out. And this is my favorite part, the brown butter sauce brown butter is not talked about enough. I love brown butter. Brown butter adds this nutty flavor to your dishes that you don't get elsewhere and uh, the best part is it's one freaking ingredient. It's butter. So you cook the butter down until it's like a rich, nutty, golden color. You want to be careful not to burn it though because there's a very fine line between brown butter and butter that is about to go in the trash can. Like it's just Absolutely. you have to just you <laughs> got to just stick around like Stick around this is a quick meal, but you don't want to like leave the stove too often once the butter is browned. Go ahead and add some coconut milk. We love that dairy free love coconut milk, oh, yeah. some grated garlic and bring it to a simmer that's literally all it's three ingredients to the sauce: brown butter, coconut milk, and garlic. So bring that to a simmer and then you're gonna toss in those una noodles that have been chilling. Um, make sure the noodles are fully coated. I like sauce. Give me the sauce. Yes. So make sure your noodles are saucy. And then, as you can see, this dish is it's not, it's lacking a bit of a texture. You need some crunch here. Mm-hmm. That crunch comes in by adding some toasted panko breadcrumbs, which is fairly easy. You want to just toast it with some olive oil, sesame oil, and a little bit of sesame seeds or ferrucci. Toast that and then top your noodles off. And it's that simple. You can add some greens to it, such as scallions or crispy sage, whatever you have on hand, parsley to do the trick, cilantro do the trick. Um, but it's just just it's a dish that is simple. I keep saying that, but it's truly simple. Um, you probably have all the ingredients in your pantry already. So that's mm-hmm. a win, and it's delicious to look at. It just looks it looks good. You want to just dive into the bowl right when it gets into the bowl. <laughs>
1: So, let's go right back to the beginning and start with these noodles. So, a lot of people may not know where to find udon. Do you have a favorite store that you like to go to?
0: So, I actually did buy them off Amazon because when I made this noodle dish, it was for a really big event. Hair flip. And right hair flip, yes. Um, what I love about, you know, living in New York is that it's pretty accessible to get these type of ingredients. But for those living In the Midwest, I'm from Michigan, you can't always find this at your local store. As we become more open-minded eaters and shoppers, our grocery stores begin to start carrying products such as udon noodles. Almost every supermarket now has an international grocery aisle. That hasn't always been a thing, especially how big they are now. So you can typically find a noodle such as udon in your international aisle at the grocery store, but also, like I said, if you're like, don't press yourself to make this dish. If you really want to make and you have Laguini on hand, use a Laguini. It's fine. Absolutely.
1: It will always be okay with whatever riffs people have on okay.
0: hand. It's okay. It's your kitchen. <laughs> it's your kitchen.
1: Do what you want to do. See, Will is reminding y'all to just love on yourselves a little bit. Give yourselves a little bit of flexibility, it'll all work out. So then after that, you had mentioned this delightful crunch that you have. Um That's coming from the furikake. Can you kind of explain furikake to people who aren't familiar with it? So this is something that is fairly new to me as well. It's really just a
0: blend of different types of sesame seeds. You have the white, the toasted, the black sesame seeds. All things you just need Like when it comes to furikake. It's like a nice blend, a nice color. The one I have has lemon zest in it. So you can, sometimes it can get a little fun. It can have different flavors in it. And then also seaweed is a really big part in the ferricake. It has this umami, salty, kind of like fishy flavor to it. But it's a very well balanced seasoning that adds texture, um, adds flavor. I like buying ingredients that are multi-purposeful. I don't want to mm-hmm. buy just one ingredient that serves one purpose. So this is something that you can use literally on everything.
1: It's also great in popcorn. It's also great on mm. just rice plain. Like Yes. Listen, the sushi bowl. You see the vision. You Popcorn, you see the though. Let me do oh, that. Yeah. It's great. So one last thing. Just to reiterate, just to clarify, if that brown butter goes burnt, you have to toss it, Right.
0: You have to toss it. And the reason why brown butter is not salvageable once it's burnt is because it has high amounts of milk fat salads. Yes. And that just doesn't do good when it, it gets burnt. So that's why I say the recipe is so simple that you have the affordability to stand over the stove instead of butter for you know that three to five minute mark to make sure that the butter doesn't get burnt. Um, you're not doing... 50 other things. It's a very simple recipe. And the most work for this recipe is going to be making sure the brown
1: butter doesn't burn. (laughs) And that's easy. All you got to do is stand and stir a little bit, you know.
0: And that's the hardest thing of the recipe. It's not, (laughs) it's not hard.
1: And for anyone who might be a little intimidated by all of this suddenly complicated terminology, like what are the milk fat solids? How do I know if they're, if they're toasted enough? They're just the little brown bits that are going to start appearing at the bottom of the pan. You want them to be that golden rich brown, but you don't want them to go black. So the second they start turning really, really dark and start looking burnt, that's how you know it's time to toss it and start again. So just keep an yeah. eye on those solids and that'll be the indicator, right? That's exactly right, Jesse. And I think a hot tip is also when you're
0: browning butter, try to use a pan that is a lighter color so that you're not browning your butter in a black pan. I mean, I can do it sometimes, but if you're like starting off, you're (laughs) amateur to it, try to use like a white pan or like a light beige pan, just a lighter color that the brown butter is going to be so that you can easily spot when the butter is brown and you're not
1: playing any guessing games. Yes. Absolutely. That's such a great tip, and it's gonna save so many people's butter sauces.
0: Yes, please don't get scared about the brown butter. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Test yourself to try something new. You're gonna be very proud of yourself.
1: And for mushrooms, do you have a favorite mushroom?
0: I love a nice, meaty portobello. But also, Uh, oyster mushrooms are delicious as well. When I first did this dish, I did a variety of mushrooms. It was oyster, portobello, and shiitake. All offering a different meaningness, texture, and also mushrooms are just so gorgeous to look at.
1: So use your favorite, whatever's on sale, whatever you have in the fridge. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time, Well, This has been so much fun. I cannot wait to get into these noodles. Thank you for having me as well. And I cannot wait for you all
0: to taste this recipe and share with your friends and family. It's truly a winner.
1: Will Coleman is a video host, recipe developer, and food stylist. You can find his recipe for brown butter mushroom udon noodles on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Alex Simpson, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The one recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic.